Hey, Chris. What's up? You got any jokes? What's the difference between an in-law and an outlaw? I don't know. What? Outlaws are wanted. <laughs> did, you say, did you say that one at Thanksgiving? <laughs> Just perfect around the table, right after the prayer. Because I, I got a great joke. If you're listening, Greg and Carla, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'm sure your parents are going to love that one. You got any jokes, Tyler? Heard one the other day. It was a, so a dog and a pie coster in a race. Which one wins? I don't know. Which? <laughs> you're supposed to say... What's a, what's a pie cost? And then I go, about $7 at Publix. Gotcha. <laughs> Hilarious. I got to find someone else to, to tell that joke to. <laughs> what's up, everybody? This is Chris Renfro and Tyler Joyner with Weekly Hope. What's up? How are you doing, man? I'm good. What about you? Doing it's good great. Thanksgiving. Is yours? Yeah, had a fantastic time last week. Good. Um, yeah, good time with the family and in laws. And uh, sorry about that in law joke. <laughs> Still thinking about that. <laughs> um, man, yesterday was awesome at Hope Church. We had just a, a great Sunday and mm. actually had our largest attendance that we've ever had That's outside crazy. of our launch. So, really like a holiday time. weekend too, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. It didn't hurt that we had Pastor Johnny Hunt. That's true. Preaching. Yeah, uh, finally a good preacher on a Sunday morning. <laughs> finally got one in there. That's what Catherine tells me all the time. <laughs> we get a good preacher in here. So, uh, no, but Pastor Johnny's just a dear friend and has um, has had such an impact on my life and, and in our church as well. And so it was just really great to have him come and preach. He preached out of Psalm 126. And Tyler, I was just going to kick it over to you and see if you had any thoughts from that passage or from the sermon uh, yesterday, and thought we can kick back a, a couple of uh, things that he shared, and sure, I'll just see how it can be an encouragement to our church. Yeah, no, definitely, man. It was uh, a very convicting sermon, to say the least. Had yeah. just great conversation after church with my parents who were there, and just talking through the the people in our lives who just don't ne- don't yet know the Lord that the Lord has placed in our lives. Um, I think. Yeah. If there's uh, many strengths of Johnny, but one of the biggest ones is just his heart for evangelism. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, an ability to just convict and just portray that that same heart onto us. So hearing him talk through this sermon and just see the ways that it still continue to work in his heart and his lives of just a, just an outpouring of um, God's goodness and design and desire for us to share that with other people. We were still talking about it this morning over over breakfast, me and my wife. So it was just cool to to see just the ways the Lord's just continuing to work. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Well, we were in Psalm 126, and uh, if you missed the sermon, you can find it on our website, but I'm just going to read through it's six verses. I'm going to read through these verses, and we'll talk a little bit through the outline of what he shared, but this is what mm-hmm. Psalm 126 says. It says, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in Negev. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. So Pastor Johnny had three main points. He talked about the blessing of being saved, experienced, Mm. the burden of being saved, exhibited, 
and the business of being saved enjoyed. Mm. And uh, as only Pastor Johnny could, he uh, and just such great alliteration, such a great mm-hmm. sermon for us. And so a couple things that just stuck out to me particularly were where he just talked about um, real redemption and then recognizable salvation. Mm. And just ask that question of, you know, when, when can you look back in your mind at that moment when God saved you, when your life yeah. was changed? You know, for him, he had had a night that he could remember, a snowy night, you know, uh-huh. and for me, I can remember remember that night, March 20th, 1997, in yeah. my life, sitting in a little apartment that mm-hmm. my family was living in and going and telling my parents that I mm-hmm. that I needed a relationship with Jesus, that yeah. I knew about Jesus, but I, I didn't have a relationship with Him, and mm-hmm. them sitting me down as an eight-year-old yeah. and, um, and, and walking me through the plan of salvation and mm-hmm. praying with me to to surrender my life to Jesus that night. And I truly believe like that was a night that sure. everything changed for me. So mm-hmm. what about you? What yeah. was that with, with you, Tyler? Well, pretty similar story for me where I don't necessarily remember the exact day, but I know um, when I was seven years old, it was in bed with my parents that my dad would, would read the word at night and we would always pray together. And it was one of those nights where we were hearing more of the gospel being told um, and just sitting there asking questions and telling my parents that that's something that I want, and I want Jesus in my heart and in my life, and I want to follow Him with every bit of me. And, you know, as a seven-year-old kid sitting there and praying with them and them having me pray out loud and just have just continued to feel that that life change ever since of, of just desiring to give every bit of myself to Him that I can. But I remember they're very much kneeling next to my bed with my parents and, and praying for the first time to ask God into my heart. Yeah. It's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. One of the things that I really also just appreciate about Pastor Johnny and that he he always just talks about when I hear him preach is just the power of the invite mm. and um, and just being burdened particularly for friends and for family yeah and um, and and the power that eighty five percent of the people that come to church are, are in church because mm-hmm. somebody invited them to come to church and sometimes I think we can just we can forget that sure. and we can become a little insular just you know we just get in our our friends and our club and our thing and everybody's there on mm-hmm. Sunday and you know everybody and it can just be be so easy or feel so awkward to step out of your comfort zone and invite somebody else and um and I just I just appreciated that reminder. I was even yeah. thinking about guys that I go to the gym with and and people that I interact with on a on a regular basis that it's just so easy to just for just sure. invite them and ask them yeah. if they want to come and and how that can uh, have an impact on on people's lives, and so uh, that was one thing that stuck out to me. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you had anything about that or or something else that stood out to you. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, even off that point, it it really is. It's amazing to to just sit and we were walking around the neighborhood last night in an apartment complex that we're in, mm-hmm. and just getting to say hey to some of the neighbors that we've slowly gotten to meet here and there, and just just seeing that they just don't know the Lord yet. And mm-hmm. although we would love to be in a house right now, and have you know kind of seen that. We're just still in the apartment living as prices are, are, are steep right now. Um, we know the Lord's put us here for a reason. And yeah. so just wanting to be obedient and finding those times to meet with neighbors and share the good work of Christ with them. Um, yeah. So just really, yeah, it is. I mean, it really has been convicting to just look through even our own neighborhood with a different set of eyes, you yeah. know. Um, that makes me think of one of my favorite verses, which is in Acts 17, and uh, just talks about how God places us in our allotted times and boundaries that we mm-hmm. should seek Him and perhaps feel our way toward Him and find Him. Uh, even though he's not far from each one of us, and just being rem- being reminded that man, there's no accidents with God. Yeah. Uh, that God's put us where we are for a mm-hmm. purpose and for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you know Him, mm-hmm. then then He's put you where you are so that other people could be around you, so that they could come to know Him for sure. 
and um, and just to have eyes to see that and to know um, that that we live with intentionality as followers of Jesus. Definitely. So, one of the other things that stood out to me from the sermon yesterday was just a story that he told, and um, I think it was of James Dobson, and, uh, and and that he was on his deathbed at one point, mm. and he said, when you're on your deathbed and they've got the family called in the room and all the things, and he had just said, you know, there, there are three things that come to mind mm-hmm. in that moment. Uh, you know who you love, you know who loves you, and you know you don't want to spend eternity without them. Mm. And I just was, was so convicting to me to think, man, there's so many things that go by in our day or in our week, and so many stresses and so many things that we can just get uh, distracted by or focused on. Yeah. Uh, but, but when it really comes down to what is most important, um, knowing who you love, knowing who loves you, and not wanting to spend eternity without them mm. is what's most important in our lives. Yeah. And I, I even just coming off of Thanksgiving, Definitely. you know, getting to be around family and getting to be around friends and people that we truly love and that truly love us uh, is just a great reminder of uh, of God's goodness and Him putting relationships and people in our lives of people that that love you no matter what. And um, I was just encouraged by the by the importance of that reminder. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the illustrations that he gave that has just was so powerful to me was talking about planting potatoes and how when he was an early pastor, he had someone in the church help just show him what the process looks like to, to grow and plant potatoes and something that I didn't know. But in that process, the, the top potato, the one that's planted has to die yeah. in order for others to grow out underneath it. Yeah. And just how convicting that is to in our own lives as Christians to die to ourselves and, and get out of our own way in order to see the fruit that can come from that and many more come to know Christ. And yeah. just that that visual, I think, will stick with me for a long time. Definitely, definitely. It was fantastic. So, I mean, it was a, it was a great sermon, and I was certainly challenged and encouraged. Mm-hmm. And um, I look forward to the coming Sundays. Uh, we have some really neat things happening mm-hmm. as we are going to be entering into season of Christmas. Um, this Sunday is going to be really special. Mm-hmm. We're just going to talk about some next steps for Hope Church and church planting. And so, be a great Sunday to, to come uh, for our regulars and, and invite a friend and, and, and let them hear about what we're doing as we, we say we exist to make and send disciples of Jesus Christ, and we get to talk about what that's going to look like in the coming days. So can't wait for this Sunday. A couple of big announcements um, after that. We'll start up uh, on the 12th, we'll start a, a Christmas series, and then on the 24th, we'll have our Christmas Eve service mm-hmm. at 5 p.m., so... You definitely want to register for that if you can. Um, you and any family members that are be coming, we'll have a great time. We'll have a hot cocoa. We'll have cider. We'll have coffee. We'll have some some great treats and things like that. But we'll yeah. also have a great just kind of candlelight service at five p.m. on the twenty fourth. So can't wait for that. And then uh, got some really cool things we'll be sharing about twenty twenty two and uh, some some plans that we have together as we're gonna grow in our walk with the Lord. So we'll be. Uh, sharing that on Sunday as well, and, and kind of getting all of Hope Church on the same page to to seek and to follow the Lord. So can't wait for 2022, uh, but this next season in December is going to be a lot of fun as well. Anything else you got for us, Tyler? Um, nothing in particular. I think I'm with you that just very excited for what the Lord has planned uh, moving forward, particularly with uh, the next year, yeah. and just some excitement of things we've been working on that just excited to share at the church. So yeah. particularly excited with that, and figured I'd... I'd finish us off by just reading a verse from Psalm 126 is just a final encouragement as we leave for the week. So verse two says, then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad.
Absolutely. And what a word. So, hey, this has been Weekly Hope. Uh, We hope that you have a fantastic week, and we can't wait to see you on Sunday at 10 a.m. If you have more questions or want to know more about our church, you can find it online at hopechurchjc.com. So we'll see you Sunday. Sunday.